A new year is upon us, and with it comes a brand new series. The sixth, in fact, as Matt and I are back to bring you more inspirational stories from our awesome online running community. This series is set to be bigger than ever. 14 weeks of amazing guests. But that's not all, is it, Rob? Absolutely not, my friend. The usual nonsense from us and our band of merry misfits returns, whether people like it or not. <laughs> and most importantly, though, in 2022, we're supporting two amazing causes. We're fundraising for Run For Your Mind, as well as our incredible friend Joe, who's recovering from breast cancer. Check out our website for more info on how you can help us support them. And as always, we are looking to grow our fart like family, our amazing community of friends. Uh, we have meetups, races, challenges and so much more planned in 2022. If it sounds good and you'd like to be part of the gang, you can find all the info on our social medias, our website or through our dedicated newsletter. Seek us out. You are very, very welcome. Uh, have I missed anything? Uh, no, mate. I think we're ready to get started. Hit the music. Hit, hit, that, it's, that's my line. Yeah, but you've said it for like two series in a row. It's my turn. No, no, come on, you get it, me. So I think it's down to me. It's only fair. Hit the music. For God's sake, Matt. Just hit the music. Are you alone, groupie? And are you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to series 6, episode 13 of Jack's podcast. My name is Jack. No, absolutely not. No, 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 no. How have you got onto the call? It's my podcast, isn't it? Well, hmm, is it? Matt, yeah. just hold, hold me back. No, I, I, I invited him on, mate. No, why? Sorry, uh, in fact, he, he invited me on, it's his podcast after all. Don't. I'm not. I'm not ready to talk about this. It's absolute nonsense. It's my podcast. You don't have to talk about it. I can talk about it. Should we give a little bit of context? Yeah, go on. Go on. Let them know why it's my podcast. I'm um, honestly, if you were, if if you weren't four hour drive away from me, I would smack the shit out of you like you were Chris Rock and I'm Will Smith right now. You are Brilliant. on the verge. Of me unfollowing you on Instagram. Cool. <laughs> what about my, would you would you unfollow my podcast? Stop it. <laughs> Seriously, stop it. So, ladies and gentlemen, what happened this weekend? So we went. Uh, a lot of you will know we went to um, uh, to Bognor Regis. Uh, we went to Butlins for a weekender, and uh, we'd made a point of going to see uh, the Tone Zone runners um, and Jack. Um, less so Jack, at uh, a Bognor Regis park room. Now, I had far too much to drink on Friday night and f- had a frankly terrible time at, um, <laughs> at the park run. We'll tell you more about that in the park run segment with Bema later. Um, however, uh, as I was running around questioning my life choices, um, everyone ran off on me. Um, the only thing, the legitimately the only thing that was keeping me from crying in the, probably the most hungover, it was worse than Clitheroe, lads. The, the only thing that was keeping me going was thinking, I kept seeing people off in the distance in the What the Fartlek t-shirts, thinking about there's probably about 15, 20 people have all come out, come together. All that hard work, unpaid hard work that I do, you know, editing the podcast, 
hosting it, doing the interviews, booking guests, um, working with companies to get competition sorted for everybody, doing the like family community challenges, coming up with new ideas. All this sort of thankless work that I do is just made all right because everyone comes together and it means something and everyone loves getting together and having those moments and you know what it, that was the only thing that was keeping me smiling and then do you know can i tell you what happened then go on carry on a lady ran past me and as she ran past me she noticed my what the fart like t-shirt and do you know what she said to me oh god go on. she tell said she said are you one of jack's friends off of his podcast. Yeah, that's it. Off of Jack's podcast. <laughs> Jack's fucking podcast. <laughs> You've been telling everybody in Bognor Regis, you don't do anything. I'm you don't even that. edit it anymore. You, you, you literally, you contribute nothing. You do a segment with Statman John where he's the funny one and you ride his coattails. It's not your podcast. You little shit. I think I think Rob's angry, Matt. He does like it. Honestly, the, the fastest the fastest I went in that park run was chasing that woman down to clarify what she was talking about. She was talking Stop, about Jack's Stop. podcast. <laughs> honestly every every day you find a new way to disappoint me you haven't you, have, you haven't kicked me off yet off of my podcast i i don't want you i think you should go stop calling it your podcast first and foremost and secondly just leave now please thank you can i, can I not just sit here no oh oh well let him stay go on <laughs> he, he might contribute something this time. You say he's not contributing anything, so he might he might actually do something. Right. So fine. All right. <laughs> we'll carry on. Ladies Just and sit there quietly, Jack. Okay, Ladies, we'll do. Welcome. To stop interrupting me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I hate you so much. To series six, episode thirty of the What the Fartlet Podcast. My name's Rob. And I'm Matt. And I'm Jack. Fucking hell. <laughs> I was trying to sit here quietly. I was waiting for you to say, come back in. I'm scared, right. you, I'm scared okay. you might actually hurt me. Right. So, okay. So I'll tell you what, Jack. Let's get you contributing then. You want to be part of the show. Uh, why don't you tell everybody what's on the show this week, mate? Because I'm sure you're prepared. I'm not prepared. I've left that down to Matt. I, I did an organisation session with him right, before of, and he's of, written it down. Right, of course you have. Matt, salvage it, please. Tell us what's on the show today. Uh, we've kind of covered what our, how our weeks have been, but I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more. Uh, a few funny stories from the Fort Lake Valley meetup in Bognor. Uh, that'll be in the partner chat as well uh, with Ben and Emma. Uh, we're catching up with Barefoot Runner and Guinness World Record chaser Vic Owens. Uh, we had the pleasure of meeting at Rasselbach. She zipped past us when we were on lap three, uh, four or five. Uh, with these vibrant five fingers on, and we wonder what the hell was going off. Um, and she's been here to tell us more. Uh, Statman John and this idiot on the other end of the line is back with some more questions. And then there's roll calls after an awesome week of races, and then the thank yous. That was the best you have ever done. That. What it? Yeah, I I feel like Jack. 
do, do you do you feel like the pressure's off you when Jack's here a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah, I put it he's... I put it down to our planning meeting, Matt. <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, because my general grumpy disposition and uh, criticism isn't levelled at you, it's levelled at that moron. Do you find that, that it takes the pressure off you a little bit? No, I, no I, I, I'd done a lot of planning this week, um, well, about mm. five minutes ago when I had to shoot off. But so, yeah, I've planned, so it's not down to Jack. I'm just an ever-growing professional. Oh, mate, ever-growing. <laughs> Lovely. That was a penis reference. Right, so, uh, and it's going to be a bumper episode. This week's episode, guys, is going to be super, super long, so please, I'm sorry in advance. If you're running Manchester Marathon, though, we are oh. in your ears for a good chunk of the race, and that's why we did it, not just because we've overshot on the segments we've already recorded. So, um, before we get into the thick of the action, uh, first point that Matt so um, uh, ably pointed out just then yeah. was uh, we want to talk about a certain weekend, a certain far, like family meetup that we had. What a barrel of laughs it was, Matty T. I'm going to come to you, my friend. Uh-huh. Tell tell people who might not know what we got up to. Uh, there was plenty of plenty, and I mean absolutely plenty of drinking. So much so that by Monday night we couldn't see another drop of beer past his lips. But uh, while while I'm here, I'll just. Uh... Open it up and another beer. Are you ready for another one, Rob? Oh, mate, I've just been sick in my mouth listening to you do that. I do not <laughs> want to see alcohol ever again. Until Sunday. We'll do <laughs> Until Sunday when I'll probably drink. <laughs> um, it was good, wasn't it? Uh, we went oh, to Bognor man. Regis. Um, really, I was impressed with Bognor. What a what a lovely part of the world. Lovely little seaside town. Um, um isn't i mean i assume that just because jack was from there it'd be terrible but there's a lot of lovely people from there and it was really nice and butlins was awful but in the best possible way um we uh we we we, we slept in the kitchen um which was great our apartment uh just had a double bed in the kitchen so there you go that was that was what happened there uh matt having his toast at eight o'clock in the morning while i was trying to sleep um oh watching you sleep But it was it was a lot it was a lot of fun. Uh, not a lot of running took place, of course. Uh, we did uh, get out to the park run, um, at Bogner, which is where my aforementioned Jack claiming the podcast for his own story occurred. Um, and we're going to tell you more about what happened at the park run, specifically in the Bema segment. Um, but there are a couple of funny stories, um, that, some funny stories that we definitely cannot share. Um, but there are some funny stories that we can. And my favourite story, Matt, um, I, I don't know, know about you, um, is is uh, a certain uh, Jack Penfold um, and his fancy <laughs> dress outfit. Oh, 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 it was the shittiest fancy dress costume I've ever so, seen. If you've not, so, not seen the pictures, first of all, go, go and have a quick flick through Instagram. I'm sure you will have seen the pictures of Jack in his fucking Jake the Snake Roberts uh, outfit. Uh, but yeah, I, I continue, Rob. <laughs> Um, thank you sir um just matt frame it for us um what was the what was the um assignment what was the itinerary for saturday night fancy dress for the lads what were we meant to do yes we're all meant to uh go out and get wrestler outfits i I went out and and put together something quite decent uh ultimate warrior costume and i even made up my own mask and all this and i put some great effort into creating this costume. You're still shit, mine, but it was better than Jack. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior, the prisoner of Azkaban. Ultimate... 
Uh, but yeah, so that's what Warren never, never had Harry Potter glasses. But continue, you did look good. No, it was the one you said. Ultimate Warrior. No. The Honey, I shrunk the, the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, you were teeny tiny. Yeah. Um, uh, Jack uh, had a couple yeah. of the printout snakes stapled to his jeans. Oh, right, right. Let's <laughs> let's 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 bring him into the conversation because this story, and it's one of those stories that when it happens, you just can't stop laughing. And I'm really keen for some feedback from you guys listening. Like, is this story as funny as we remember it, or is it just one of those pissed up things where you're listening now going, ah, that's mediocre patter? But we're gonna we're gonna find out. So Jack, yeah, are you there? I'm here. Right. As always. So why don't you tell everybody who you went to okay. Butlin Saturday night nineties wrestler weekend house? Which wrestler were you? Yeah. So I have no I don't understand wrestling or anything. So I came to Rob to ask for an idea and he found a nice picture of someone who had sort of made one. They had put snakes on their legs, so I thought brilliant, I can do that. And it was of Jake the Snake Roberts. Now mm. I didn't want to I didn't want to buy a t shirt for fifteen pounds because I'm for I thought, I ain't got that money. I don't I don't want to just get a T-shirt for £15 that I wear once. So I thought, I'll just print off a piece. I'll print off the Jake the Snake Roberts logo and and uh, safety pin it on. And then I thought I'd be a like bit a, funny. Like a race and then I thought I'd be funny and change it to Jack the Snake Roberts, which I didn't obviously realise that the whole point of it was Jake and Snake rhymes. So Jack and Snake obviously doesn't rhyme. Um... I would like to say I had I sent this I sent this to Matt on like the Thursday or Friday or something. I was hoping he may have possibly said something back, but I don't think he also understood that it didn't rhyme, which doesn't surprise <laughs> me. I don't know why I sent it to Matt. Um, and then uh, I was meant to have a big snake around my neck, which wait, sort of... wait 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 wait. I need I, can I jump in? Can I take over the story at this point, please? Because it's just wonderful. So just remember to say why I haven't got the big snake. Okay. Um, cause he's got a little willy. So, um, <laughs> right. So, so just, 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 just to summarize the story so far, Jack rocks up to Butlins on Saturday night. We've all gone to great time and expense. We've got a Brett, the Hitman heart. We've got a macho man, Randy Savage. We've got Roddy Piper. We've got the ultimate warrior. Um, we've got, we, we're all out. We've got the big boss man. We're out in force. Jack shows up in his jeans, a T-shirt, and an A4 piece of paper stuck to his chest. And the, right? and the, and the ones to my legs. Oh, yeah, sorry, let's not forget the bits of paper stuck to your legs as well. Oh, he also has a wig on that looks nothing like Jake the Snake Roberts' hair, <laughs> and a handlebar 70s porn star mustache. Which I, d- right? I did check with you, to so, be fair. So just fi- figure that out. So, Jack rocks up, and he just looks like Jack with a bit of paper stuck to him. So, um, we're like... Where's your snake? And we we, we realised that Jack, somebody who was meant to come but didn't come, had offered to bring a toy snake, which is kind of pivotal to the Jake the Snake Roberts outfit. Mm. So we couldn't figure out what to do. People are just going to, no one's going to know where you are, Jack. It's an awful outfit. So we got some pictures of Jake the Snake Roberts up and we thought, how can we get around this? And we realised. Improvising. Improvising. So we figured Jake the Snake Roberts, he carries the snake. <laughs> To the ring in a bag. Right? <laughs> so a case, maybe, or, you know. Uh, no, 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 because JP and Paul, whose room we were in, didn't trust Jack to come back with a pillowcase and didn't want to lose the deposit. I, I so, didn't trust um, myself, to be fair. I wouldn't trust you either. So, uh, what we then did was we found an, an, an Aldi bag for life, which we turned inside out so it was white. 
and, and Jack then had his, his, his snake bag. But what was the problem with the snake bag, Jack? The carrier bag, <laughs> there was nothing in it, wasn't there? Was there was nothing in it. I needed weight no. to it so, to, so that people knew the snake was in there. And exactly. then I had, to, you... I had to act out that it was moving. Yeah. No, you didn't have to do that, but you did uh, regularly. Um, <laughs> and it was, it uh, was glorious. Apparently, apparently snakes move like ferrets. Um, so anyway, let's rewind a second, guys, in this in this very long-winded story. So you've got a carrier bag. Yeah. You need to give it some weight. Yeah. What do you choose to put in the carrier bag, Jack, to give the illusion of a snake being in there. Well, I I just told Nick to go through the bin and he came out with a Pringle can <laughs> and I thought, brilliant, the Pringle can will do. It's not, yeah, of course it will. Course nothing it too will. valuable. No. Um, so, so, so yeah, we got, put a Pringle can in. So you got, let's just clarify because people might not be following the story at this point. You took a tube of Pringles out of the bin. Yep. And you put it in a carrier bag. Yep. Which you then sealed. Yep, with Polly's hairband. With Polly's hairband. Which she did, your... never got back. I don't think she'd have wanted it. Um, tied it up, put it over your shoulder, and went on a night out. Yep. Right. <laughs> okay. And then we had to go up to the main stage. <laughs> yes, and this is where the story gets particularly wonderful. So Jack... Um, makes his. I tell you what. I, in 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 this little bit of improvised comedy, uh, Jack and I are going to recount the story um, of Jack trying to get into the main stage club. Um, where I, be Jack? I will. Well, yeah, you can be Jack, and <laughs> I will play the role of the uh, of the bouncer. Okay. Okay. Matt, are you we can ready? Do, Matt, you can do the music in the background. Go. <laughs> just just do the story. Go. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Matt, uh, give, give us a, a ready cameras action. Give us an action, a cue to start, and we'll begin. Lights, camera, cue music, action. Hello, sir. All right. Oh, why did you speak first? Right. Okay. I, I did. I did. I did speak to him. Okay. First. All right. Fine. Fine. Say hello, sir. Cut, fine. Cut, hello, cut, cut. Hello, sir. Cut. Can't work under these conditions. Action. Go on, Matt. Give us an Lights, action. Camera. Action. Do, do, do. Hello, sir. <laughs> All right, lads. Lads. He's, a, he's an idiot. Just go with it. Lads, ladies, how are we doing tonight? Uh, uh, bags. Girls, can you just uh, just show us what's in your bags, please? Quick bag check. Yep. Yep, you're fine. Yep, come on in. Come on in. You're fine. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, can I check what's in your bag, please? I can't. It's got a hair bubble around it. It's just a just a Pringles can in there. No, you, you're gonna have to untie it. Uh, okay. I'll what, pull what it open. It? Just, just... I'll pull it open. Have a look in. See, it's just a Pringles can. Yeah. So, right. What's in the Pringles can? Nothing. It's just empty. It's an empty Pringles can. Yep. In a carrier bag. Yep. You brought a bag of rubbish on a night out. No, it's my snake. It's a bag of rubbish. Yeah, it is a bag of rubbish, but it's my snake. It goes with my outfit, see? It's meant to be a snake it's... in a bag, but I haven't got the snake yet. And this is it's important, this bit, guys, because this is a direct quote from the bouncer at Butlins Bogner Regis. <laughs> that is the shittest fancy dress outfit I have ever seen in my life. Get inside. And then he smiled, and out off I walked, upstairs. We burst into ruptures. <laughs> you are 
one in a million Jack Penfold. In a, in a good way. You don't, you don't actually <laughs> no, hate no. me. You don't actually hate me, do you? You do love me. <laughs> the best, yeah, the yeah. other best thing about it is we all got inside and nobody battered an eyelid of what Jack were wearing. No. And then I went and bought, a, and then I went and bought a little snap wrist bracelet snake from the shop and poked, put that in and poked his head out. So, so there was actually a snake there. Yeah, it was a wristband, Jack. It was a, it was a bracelet. <laughs> it's the closest thing we could get. Oh dear. <laughs> and that was that. That was um, that was that was Jack's experience of fancy dress at Butlin's Bogner Regis. And then and then when we finished Bewitched, I thought, why am I still carrying around this bag? And I left it there and I went to the silent <laughs> disco with the snake around my wrist. <laughs> Le- left oh, oh, left the bag on the floor. as well, Jack. I, well, I put <laughs> it to the side. I put it to the side, and then because the what the most annoying thing when me and Matt went and got a drink from the bar as the what the fart like like wrestlemania belt round round one arm and then i had the carrier bag of rubbish in the other arm and i couldn't carry beer i was just spilling beer all over my bag so i, I left the bag and took the bracelet to the silent disco god forbid i put down the bag of actual rubbish <laughs> it was and, it, and the silent disco was very very good wasn't it jack Oh, it was unreal. Although it was very weird when you went to the toilet. Did did you enjoy it, Rob? Yeah, I had a great time. It was boss. (laughs) Rob Rob actually got full into the silent disco and was actually silent when we were there. I was asleep. Silent and asleep (laughs) in my hotel room. (laughs) (laughs) I can't can't do it anymore, lads. I can't stay out that late. (laughs) You're going down. You're Uh, on the way down. I'm going to party. We're going to party like it's never party before. Party like it's 1999 because <laughs> it was the 90s. Get it? Uh, yes, Jack. Good weekend. It. Mm. it was. It was a good. It was a great weekend. It was um, great to meet everybody down in Bognor as well. It was lovely. Amazing. Yeah, big love. I don't want to forget anybody. Beth, uh, great to see you again. Sam Slater and Jeff came down with the kids. Great to see oh, you guys. Um, uh, we saw Kirsty. We saw Neil Pacey, and we saw Debs. We saw Byron at the football. Uh, of course, yeah. Papa Penfold was there. That was special. Um, we saw Dave Body, original Wildy Nation member. Uh, um, who else did we see? Uh, that's the, from the Bogner lot. Um, and then, yeah. of course, the core gang that were there. We had Spicy Rach. Uh, we had uh, Positive Lassie Karen. Karen. Uh, yep. We had Neil and Lisa and Lynn and Nick and us and JP and Paul. And it was... And Donna and Sammy, it was just a weekend filled with love. I'm paying for it now. I'm pretty sure I've ripped something in my insides, but it was great. And let's do it again. Paying for it financially. Mm. Well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm eating noodles for months on the back of it. I say, um, I'll see all you guys next year. Yeah, looking forward to it, Jack. You can come up north for the next one. Um, right, then, I believe let's let's move on because this podcast is going to be so freaking long this week um matt you've got to bugger off for a little bit haven't you i have yes uh car car issues it's coming back with the garage so uh, yes i'll have to shoot Ooh. you go and get your car jack mm-hmm. yeah me me and you are gonna go and chat to bema oh, oh well, i'll tell you what i'll tell you what, sorry why, why why am i saying what we're gonna do next it's your podcast jack why don't you tell us what's happening next right then rob i'll cue, tell you what cue up the next segment Rob, me and you, should we go and have a chat with, little chat with Ben and Emma about Park Run Cup and what they got up to this weekend? Is that all right? Can I come? Yeah, you can come. You can come and sit in there with me if you want. Oh, thanks. Maybe, maybe I'll learn a thing or two from such yeah. a pro like yourself. Just sit there from, <laughs> sit there in a corner and say a word every so often. 
oh, that'll be amazing. Thank you for this opportunity, you fucking knobhead. <laughs> Let's go do it. <laughs> right, well, go on then. It's your podcast. Yeah, cool. So I can introduce Bema, yeah, for this segment. If that's if that's how your podcast goes, then then you do that. Brilliant. And I'm actually going to put a twist on this time because it's my podcast. I'm going to introduce Emma first. How are you today, Emma? I'm good, thank you. Oh, that's nice. good. Good. The star of the show, obviously. <laughs> don't 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 encourage him, Emma. God. <laughs> actually, I could change this. I might change the name. It said Bema. This week they're called N. Just N. <laughs> Um, and Ben, how Ben, how are you doing today? I'm I'm quite upset at the minute with you, Jack. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, I'm fine, thank you. Good. You know, you know, I love you properly. It's just just for this week, we have a little twist in the tale. I'm, did I'm, you I'm, just, J- Jack? Did you yeah. say you know I love you properly? Yeah. Well, yeah, kind of. He knows he knows the love I have for him. He doesn't need me to reassure okay. him all the time. Uh, anyway, aren't, aren't you taking match roll this week? So do you just have to sit in the corner? Yeah, I, I don't plan on contributing at all. I didn't contribute last week either because Lou did such an amazing job um, leading it. So you've got big shoes to fill. But yeah, I'm oh. going to go full mat and just um, just sit in the background and generally um, scratch my balls. And I'm, I might okay. I might ju- I might jump in every five minutes or so, mispronounce a word, and then go back on mute. Yeah, yeah, more more than welcome to that. Obviously, we have to come in to speak to you about your park run. But firstly, Emma and Ben, how did your park run go this weekend, and where did you go? Um, okay, so um, this weekend, with it being the last weekend before Manchester Marathon, I wanted to have one last big effort run. Um, so I wanted to find a fast flat park run to put an effort in go for that park run pb just try out the marathon shoes at pace the alpha flies you like them jackie Mm, i Uh, love the alpha flies i do know um so with it also being mothering sunday the following day i was going to be busy running the sheffield half so i spoke to my mum. she lives across the pennines in bolton so we were heading west and that means we were passing Manchester. Uh, Manchester is a very popular place for park runs. There's there's a good clump of them in there of which we've pretty much not touched any. Well, I, I'd been to two. Have you been to any before, Em? No, no. So she'd not done any. So we had we had options. We looked and there's a couple of fast ones over there. And we decided to head to Alexandra Parkrun. Tell me more. Tell you more. Okay, so Alexandra Parkrun is based in Mossside. Um, an area that is quite a well-known area for many reasons, not all good reasons. Um, and we were warned of this when we announced to my mum that we were going there. She used to live in Manchester. Um, but we actually found it was where the park is. It's it's actually quite nice. Um, I mean, when we turned up, um, I was stood in the cube toilet and the lady in front of me said, oh, I was a bit worried it was going to be cancelled when I turned up and there's a police cordon in the corner. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds about right for my side, to be honest. Didn't you have yeah. a bad experience last week as well with with police cars or something? It, yeah, that was just a dodgy area. Whereas this looked it, it looked all right to be fair. Yeah, it was it was the nice really old style buildings and the sun was out. It was a glorious day on 
Saturday. Um, but yeah, so we so we parked up and we we went into the park and as M says, there was a police van with which was just parked up with a copper sat in it and that was across the path. Uh, blowed a tape around all the trees, so did a little warm up round, had a little scout around, and then we got the run director giving us his briefing, and he said, right, so we start here and we go around this loop, but obviously you can see there's a cordon, so we're gonna have to venture off into the uh, into the the grassy wooded area off to the side of it and go round it. So, instant- oh, not in the alpha flies. Yeah, exactly. So instantly oh. I'm thinking, oh bugger, I've come here per- for a park run PB. And now I'm going to be thrown off by having to run across the grass and watching where I'm stepping over it. But but do you know what? In all fairness, it wasn't too bad. I set off at the front with all the fast lads and it actually went really bloody well. <laughs> it's those shoes, Ben. I tell you, it's those shoes. Anyone Anyone can do special things in them. It, absolutely do you know what i can confirm that because that the first mile was like the fastest mile i'd run in nearly two years and it felt great it felt fine um and after the first lap i found myself in a group of four um we were all working nicely together then two of them died off so i was just me and this other guy and he started to drop off and i just said to him no come on come on you're helping me um, and he was, we were just using each other to pace each other round. And yeah, we we, we flew round um, and I biked myself a 27 second park run PB. Hey guys, yeah. big that is. That's big, big. Oh, I've got one important question. Mm-hmm. Did, did you get, we have three ink questions. Did you get any stopwatch bingo? Both of you, did you get a position bingo? And did you get the purple sign? Don't, don't you want to know? what emma thought of the park and the run or jack i thought uh, you you started so well i'm switching it around i'm switching it around i was going to ask emma at the end i was going to save the best till last i, I feel like that's a load of crap you know you like when you have a like when you have a roast dinner and you leave the yorkshire puddings till the end because they're the best bit uh wait what do you want from emma you <laughs> go on we're going we're going emma what did you think of the course and and what was your time how did you find it yeah, yeah, it's a fast cast, but I wasn't feeling it. You know, and you can tell within the first few hundred metres that it's just not going to be your day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but it is definitely, if, if somebody's looking for a PB, it's definitely a course for that. There's only one bit where there's a little out and back, and so you've got, I find if there's an out and back and you've got to sharply turn around a traffic cone, it kind of just slows me down. Yeah, I'm the same. You get knocked out your rhythm, don't you? It was, we had to do it twice. It was on the, you do like one little semicircle round and then you do a big lap of the park twice and then another loop at the end. Um, So you had to do the out and back twice and it it throws you off your rhythm a bit. So yeah, a couple of seconds on each lap. Exactly. So I was, I was, I was pleased with my time, but I do feel if it was a continuous run without an out and back, maybe I could have dipped under the 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 closest minute that i hit um if you maybe know I, maybe you'll have to come to a when you come down here ben we have to try at worth and that's quite a nice one quite a quick course i've i've seen that i'll come to that in a bit actually um based on somebody's park run effort at the weekend oh i know who you're gonna say so before we go into people's park run effort purple sign stopwatch bingo and position bingo did you nab any of them uh i got stopwatch and position bingo Oh, so you're not too far from completing them, me both of them, are you? 
I've only got a few. I think I've got four left on stopwatch. Um, I can't remember on position bingo. I think you've got are quite, you gonna, position. quite a Are you going to leave stopwatch down to fate, or are you going to try and time it? See, for now, I'm going to leave it to fate. But whether I'll get I'll get fed up with that and want to, especially if it looks like Ben's going to beat me and get to. <laughs> Ooh, big competition. <laughs> Right, that's it. Every weekend now I'm manipulating my finish. <laughs> Just slip a fiver to the timekeepers. And what about you, Ben? How'd you do with it? Um, I got a stopwatch bingo. Um, Brilliant. But not a position, I think. And that I was didn't. down to fate then as well. It was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, which was a good thing. It was one of the lower seconds, which I've been trying to get. I should have got it at a park run the other week, but they stopped the clock slow, so. We won't go into that, Ben. I don't want to make you angry. But the most important question, the purple sign, did you get it? Yep. Yeah, it was oh. a, it was there at the start. It was there at the finish. There was a lovely guy taking the photos for us who was also running Manchester Marathon. So we had a bit of a chat with him. Yeah, no, and no issues yeah. again. Two weeks in a row now. Signs out. Oh, signs brilliant. located well. Mm. And um, hired amateur photographer, understood his role, stood in the correct position, took took some good photos, landscape and portrait, and <laughs> they were they were usable. So we were very happy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe they're all listening to the podcast then, and they know and they know what to do. So although about... maybe because Nadine, I think Nadine uh, went the week before, and uh, she might have given them a heads up. <laughs> you'd better, just you'd let them be know because because next week this this guy's coming if you haven't got the purple side you're gonna get in a fight <laughs> exactly exactly we actually we actually had to steal the purple sign down in bogner but I'll, I'll let i'll let rob go come into that after you've given us a little rundown of the park run cup this weekend ben uh can i give my car pilkington review of park run which i've been doing recently or go on then go on then i'll let you give your car pilkington you keep review. forgetting not, of this he's, he's He's not doing great considering it's his podcast. Although I'm I'll be honest, I've not been um, I've I've not been contributing, have I? I've not been doing my, I've not been playing my mat role very well. Um, you need to be getting the segment right more consistently. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Matt. Cheers. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you, are you having kebab tonight? Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a pizza, a kebab wrapped in a pizza, deep fried. And um, and then I'm and then I'm gonna just put some smarties on it as well for a laugh. Oh, brilliant, lovely. I hope you enjoy that. Should we listen to Should we listen to Carl Pilkington's review of the park run? Yeah, that would be delictful. Oh, brilliant. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> um, okay, so easily accessible off the M60. Um, good for parking, free parking. Um, really easy to find the start. It's got loose. Uh, had a cafe. You haven't asked us about our cafe experience afterwards yet, but I can confirm there was a cafe. And what did you eat? We did drink. Eat was any. it just a drink? We got a we got a coffee and we had a walk around the park, um, check out the police court and see if we could see any blood or <laughs> anything like that. Uh, as, as you the do. important stuff. Yeah, trying. Yeah, uh, and yeah, no, we didn't eat because we were taking my mum out for brunch slash lunch. So. Um, but we walked around the park. There was one guy sat there drinking his bottle of cider in there. Uh, there was a little lake. Um, all in all, pretty decent park run, to be fair. Lovely. Definitely recommend. Definitely I'm, recommend. I might have to learn how to make an app and maybe we'll make a park run advisor like a trip advisor 
and we can get you to fill it in each time just so that people can check back on it when they're in the area. Well, actually, you can leave reviews on the 5K app when you've yeah. been to the chat room. I don't so. have to search around other people's just to find you two. You're, you two. you're the only special reviews for me. And that's, and that's, so listen to the podcast, Jack. Yeah, yeah. So I can't remember. I can't remember back to the start of the series. I've listened to some uh, of them. Look on Instagram because it will be on our weekly posts about park. Jack oh, never likes our posts anymore anyway. I do, Ben. They're printed out on my wall and sometimes I like it from my <laughs> personal account. No, oh, I was going to say, I thought you liked it in your personal time. I thought it was a masturbation. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back on mute. Sorry. Purple sign. Ooh. <laughs> And Ben, the Park Run Cup this weekend, any updates? Who did well and who's still left to go for the, the one week remaining? Before we get to the cup, can I ask you how your Park Run was, please? Oh, mine, mine, mine was lovely. I turned up. Uh, Rob was struggling not, a bit. He's not asking you. He's not asking you. Uh, I, I want to know how, because rumour has it, there was a big gang of farmers mm. down on the south coast and many of which ventured to a park run very local to you, Jack. They um, did. I was so surprised. Whilst I've, whilst I've got two of them on the chat with me, we, me and Emma are dying to know how it went. I might actually let my good friend Rob tell me tell you from uh, his eyes, because I think it was probably more interesting than from my eyes. There's a coincidence. It's almost like this was planned um, and you forgot. Um, uh, I'll tell you all about my park run. So we went to a, a little place. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, guys. It's called... Bognor Regess. Bognor, Bognor, Bognor. Doesn't Never. have the same effect. Doesn't <laughs> have the same effect. Shut up. Um, uh, what was it like? Uh, I can't tell you because I can't remember. I'll be honest. <laughs> I was so hungover that I didn't know. It was a, th- a th- three, four lap. Jack, how many laps is it? Four laps. One small, three big right. laps. L- legit couldn't tell you that. Uh, don't don't remember it. Uh, don't remember where one lap started, the other lap ended. All I knew is there was a really really old bloke on one corner where you had to go outside of a gate, and he was really mean to me about how hungover I looked every single time. Oh, good old Derek, famous Derek. Derek, yeah, yeah, yeah 89, Derek. 89 years old, volunteers each week and walks two miles to Parkrun every morning, every Saturday. What, yeah. what a legend! Oh, yeah. Good what a legend. Good good old chap, but he was a bit mean to me um so yeah four laps uh flat but twisty yeah it's a nice little park to be honest um flat but twisty it's not pb just because many twists and turns around which did not help the nausea that i was experiencing on that saturday morning um really friendly volunteers um we set off at quarter past eight from butlins to uh, make the walk across didn't realize it was about 40 seconds away uh, so no. got there at 16 minutes past eight with 45 minutes to kill, uh, <laughs> feeling like death warmed up. Um, but the volunteers were lovely. They made a big deal of us. We all had our fight, like family T-shirts on. Uh, loads of people traveling down to get there from the fight, like family. There was obviously myself, Matt, Donna, Sammy. Uh, we had Nick Finney was there. Neil Marshall didn't quite make it because he had a heavy night the night before, but he came to watch. Um, JP, of course, was there. Um, and then we had good pals from the Tone Zone Runners, the Bognor Massive. Papa Penfold finally got a hug off the good Penfold. Um, Neil Pacey, Debs was there with him. We saw Dave Body, Wildy original story member, uh, uh, Wildy Nation member. Um, Kirsty was there. 
it was amazing. It was just, it was, it was so, the only thing that kept me going through what frankly was the worst experience of my life was knowing that so many wonderful people who I love very much were there. So we had a very, very nice time. Although I did have to take myself off for a quiet word um, on a bench afterwards because I did think I was I was going to pass out. You you forgot to mention Sam as well. Sam came down, didn't she? I said Sam. I said you me, said Matt, Sam. Sam and Donna. Oh, I thought you said Sammy. Oh, Sam, Sam Slater. Sam oh, Slater. Oh, Sam, Sam and Jeff. Yes, Sam and Jeff yes. came. How could I forget? And, and Sam smashed the sub-25. It was amazing. What about yeah, which, uh, your other half, Jack? Was she there? Oh, yeah, Beth, Beth was, was there. there. Beth was well, there. Well, now, Jack. well done for remembering, finally. Yeah, but she wasn't um, wearing Jack, a Farclet top, so she hasn't got one. Jack, but... Jack, Jack does that a lot, you see. Uh, Jack also refused to, uh, neglected to introduce Beth to anybody who hadn't met her yet, um, huh? which, led to, which led to Neil Marshall having to go over and say... Uh, well, Jack seems to be too rude to introduce me, so I'm Neil Marshall. I was too busy chatting. I'm like a kid in a sweet shop. I'm seeing all my friends. It's like first day back at school. <sighs> I don't know why she. I don't know why she puts up with you. That woman is a saint. Every time I meet her, I just feel worse for her. It must be my must be my cooking skills. Yeah. Must be my. Uh, or, skills. Or, it's not. It's not your tiny knob, is it? No, no. It's the motion <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> and moving on from that, ben. <laughs> any, uh, any stopwatch bingos or, or position bingos? Couldn't, couldn't tell uh, you. Haven't, haven't looked at me five oh, I could have forgotten it happened. I could have had a position bingo, but we were coming down the last straight. It's probably like 200 metres or so. It's not really a straight. Known for sprint finishes, but me and JP were just jogging in. He picked up the pace the slightest bit still probably doing like 730s so didn't exactly pick it up much and i thought oh, i'll just let him have it just let him go i had some uh, a mexican the night before and it wasn't sitting too well i said i let him go and then uh, as i got home to check i realized if i had beaten him i would have got the position bingo but i didn't check did i oh jack uh, so a little bit of a shame and i couldn't do stopwatch yeah, bingo okay. because i was too excited i forgot to get gps on my watch so the time was uh, all out right so, Big mistake. Eventful. More from, eventful than ours. From you, anyone you want to shout out from this weekend's Park Run Cup before we wrap up? Right, so this was the penultimate week of round three of the Park Run Cup. Um, and we did have some people going out putting efforts in. Um, do you wanna do you wanna tell the listeners about Jamie Denham's effort? Oh, well, anybody who's in the Fartlek chat might have seen this, but he went to Victoria Park Run, Victoria Dock Park Run, which we are hoping to do later in the year. And it's an out-and-back course. Whoever had gone and put the cone out for the turnaround point had gone way too far, so it actually measured 3.5 miles. No. So poor Jamie ran flat out, was very, very close to getting a PB, um, but obviously realised, looking at his watch, that when he was nowhere near the finish, that it was going to measure too long. So I think he said that it would have been two seconds it off of this. He was on PB pace, yeah, but because it measured long, he's actually come in over three minutes off his PB. Oh. Is he going to do it again this weekend? Give it a little attempt? I don't think so. Is he doing Manchester? He's doing Manchester Marathon. Oh. That's his effort gone. Oh, I feel sorry for him. That's a quick course as well. 
He did say that even if he had got a PB, because looking at his 5K time on his Strava, he said that he still wouldn't have knocked Claire out. Okay. Um, but he would have got a PB, which is, you know. Still a fair play. It's still, still uh, to be close to your PB, if it would have been the correct distance, is a, a very good effort. Confidence uh, boost. Obviously, mm. he's got a crack for himself Absolutely. after his marathon. But, yeah, that's... I don't know how you can get it so wrong. Surely they put the cone in the same place every week. Each week, yeah. But hey, hey. Someone, didn't, someone didn't understand the assignment and they, <laughs> and they definitely got that wrong. So People have been too busy about focusing on getting the purple signs correct rather than putting out the yeah. right course. They knew there was a fart lecker coming, so they had to get the purple sign right. Got yeah. it. <laughs> um, so, so poor old Jamie. So it looks like Claire Menane is going to go through on that one with a 36-second PB in comparison. To be fair, Jamie had already PB'd in this round with 23.49, so he'd knocked six seconds off. But, oh, yeah, very good going, both of them. His fate looks sealed now. Um, nothing from Paul Griffiths and Simon this weekend. Paul was doing one of his... Uh, was probably doing his about his 100th race of the year so far. Loves it, loves it, doesn't he? Loves a medal. Loves the race. Yeah, so he's still leading over Simon Grace. Um, Simon, is he going to get to a park run this weekend? And if he does, he needs to run a sub-20. But even if he does that and Paul Griffiths goes out and sets another PB, it could be pointless. Bless him, but good luck to Simon if you are going out this weekend. B. Harris against Becky Chanel. Um, B. has done one park run in the first three weeks so far. Um, Becky hasn't due to work and COVID-related issues. So I've had communication from Becky to say that she is going to park run this weekend and she will be putting an effort in, but... Poor old B. Harris, she's struggling a bit still following her half that she did recently. So whether or not she'll be able, she'll be fit and ready to put an effort in this weekend, we'll have to find out. It's all um, going down to last weekend, isn't it, for a lot of people? Yeah, that's that's what happened in the last round as well. Um, one that isn't, well, it, it is actually probably going to go down to the last weekend. Lisa Cooper against Nadine Francis. Um, from looking at the stats here, uh, no, I think Nadine's just slightly ahead on that one, and I think Lisa put her only effort in for the rounds that she was going to get chance last week. I think Lisa's doing Manchester. So oh, is Lisa so. doing Manchester? Right, so she yeah, won't. She'll be putting an effort in. Which That's then sh- leads on to Alistair, her partner, who put his effort in last weekend. He's up against Julie, Julie, Julie. Uh, uh, Jack. Yeah, uh, what I was the hell? Si- I was having a sip of my water. I had to come you in and wipe your ass like I always do. That's what Matt has to do sometimes. So I was trying to recreate the, you know, the bromance. No. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, so, so Alice. Sorry, Julie. Yeah, apologise to Julie, Jack. Sorry, Julie. Better. I do ah Sorry, Julie. Thank you. Better. Um, so Alistair's had his effort. Julie's not had chance yet. She's again. She's been riddled with illness. Um, so she has this weekend. It looks like she will be going out. So keep your eyes peeled on that one. She's going to have to set a pretty hefty PB though, because Alistair's already knocked off 
what was it, 46 seconds off his. So Julie's going to have to go out and put a good old crack in this weekend. Um, another one, Daniel Wilson-Brown against Neil Marshall. Neil Marshall's not put an effort in this round. No, he was too busy having breakfast at Bogner. Sounds like it. So he does need to put an effort in if he wants to get through. Again, um, he's running Manchester or something. He's running Manchester on <laughs> Sir. I forgot about that. So poor old Neil looks like he's bowing out. Um, Daniel has been to Park Run. It wasn't a PB, but it's good enough to get him through if Neil doesn't put an effort in. Um, and then that leads us on to ha, this was a funny one. Simon Minty. What happened to Simon? Oh, he slept in. He slept through his alarm. No. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. It wasn't even clock change day, so he hasn't even got that excuse. Um, so he slept in, so he's missed his chance at the weekend gone, and he's doing Manchester. So it doesn't look like he's going to be able to put an effort in, which means Mr. Neil Pacey, who was with you guys at the weekend, mm-hmm. who, if you, either of you two were aware, ran a PB. Yeah, I took a picture uh, yes. for proof. Yep. There you go. So it looks like Mr. Neil Pacey will be making it through. He'll be happy. That's, that's one Bognarian going one through. One Bogner contingent. Yeah. But, and then out of the other two, which brings yes. us to the end of end of it, Kirsty Porter, she was with you guys. Mm-hmm. She's not set a PB this round yet. But technically, mm. she doesn't need to. Why doesn't she need to, Jack? Tell us about your friend, close friend Byron. This, um, this, Byron's completely broken at the moment and not running, but he did try to go to Worthing and I believe he was slower or something, wasn't he? Oh, you're not very good, mate, are you? He did 18.13, but I can't remember what he did before. No, he he did 18.17. Oh, well, his strides did 18.13. And his previous, which he ran at Little Hampton, Little Hampton, yeah, against my dad. 18.17. So would you believe it? He's matched his PB oh. from the previous from the it's previous bit, round. Kirsty's coming off the back of COVID, still a bit chesty, so it's going to be tight whether she can get a time in this weekend. She just needs a one-second PB this weekend, or is Byron going to put another effort in on the last oh. week and do to Kirsty what he did to your dad? No, he can't walk at the moment. Sad so sandbagger Byron. No, Byron can't, Byron can't walk at the moment. He's proper ruined. So maybe I'll pace Kirsty this weekend. Do you have Do you have full proof of that from Byron, or is he just um? um well, he. Uh, I was like sandbagging tactics to me. He's he's refusing to go on any runs with us, and uh, and he's and he's very negative on the old group chat. So. Oh. He's training in secret. He's yeah. hiding all this on Strava. Yeah, he's obviously got Brighton Marathon as well coming up. So. That's weeks, uh, weeks away, weeks yeah. away. No, it's, after putting out, this is justice for Papa P. This, come on, Kirsty. Yeah, I, I want Kirsty to. Come maybe, on, Kirsty. Maybe I'll pace her. I'll try and pace her. Twenty, twenty-eight, sixteen or under. That's what she needs. Oh, we have to have a little. She did sound like she was giving up and and uh, and waving the white flag, but I reckon we could get around. I think you can. I think you need to. I think you need to scan her barcode. Yeah, yeah. Justice for Papa Penfold. Perfect. Yeah. I think that's everything. That's everything, that, isn't it? It's 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 absolutely not everything, Jack. So terrible from both start. Oh, we need to finish, ask what so. they're doing next. We need to ask what they're doing next week. So 
we, you're in Manchester. Let's discuss now. Just before we started recording this segment, um, I can't believe you've forgotten within the last half an hour or so. Um, the final attempts for Park Run Cup oh, round yes. three is this weekend, Saturday. And with it being Manchester Marathon on Sunday, I cannot guarantee that I will be in a fit state on Sunday night. I, and there's a lot of people who are going to be at Manchester into the later hours on Saturday with food and drinks, etc. So the live draw for round four of the Park Run Cup will be held on Saturday night at 7pm. Saturday night at 7pm. So make sure you tune in. There's only eight names going to be in the hat this time. We think we know some of them, but who are the rest going to be? We're going to be down, down to the final week to get a few final results from this round, which is good to see. We like that. Nice and tense going into the final round. We could get a little watch party together if people are in Manchester together. Pop up on a telly, get a little watch party together. No, no. Doing it on Saturday, Yeah, but if people are there the night before the marathon. All right, okay. All right. Oh, there you go. That's that's actually that's actually Good a fair point. I mean, yeah. you, I'll, 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 I'll be the first to take the piss out of him when he's being a moron. But that's that. I'll there, try. there won't be any watch parties the night after because people will be too busy getting drunk. Or and just... also, and also, it won't be on. Well, yeah, of, yeah. of course, and also ah, it won't right. be on. So normal service resumed. Yes. Yeah. And that's it. That, that's update. That's that was our park run. We had a great weekend. Park run. Um, we are off somewhere semi-local this weekend for a very, very, very slow and steady park run for me. Um, with it being Manchester the following day, I refuse to have the day off before the marathon because it's park run day. So, um, yeah, we're going to a relatively new one. We're going Fibonacci hunting. Um. Our good friend Beth is a female course record holder there. That might give it away as to where we're going, but that's where we'll be on Saturday. Um, so and oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let listeners in on a little secret already. With it being a new park run, there is one thing that they will not have, and it's it, mm-hmm. and it's it's painful to think about. I've I've been disappointed at the the thought of it ever since we said we were going to do it but yes we need we need a couple of the low fibonacci numbers and because they aren't giving out purple signs at the minute or something it takes a while to get a purple sign when you set up a part run but because we need five and eight for fibonacci we can't really avoid it we've got correct especially especially if it's local as well we get massy owls on it he's good at craft fibonacci number eight this weekend so uh yeah, is what it is, but uh, we'll survive. It's all about the bigger picture, which is Manchester and keeping it local and flat and just yeah. Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> Perfect. And we've completely we've we've completely overshot this episode, Jack. So tremendous <laughs> this uh, segment. So tremendous timekeeping. Yeah. Again, it's it's a good job that it's a bumper Manchester Marathon episode, so that if anyone is deciding to listen to the podcast whilst running Manchester Marathon, will be in their ears for even longer. <laughs> well, there was so much excitement about us coming down to Bognor, so I thought I'd extend it. It's it's my podcast after all, so I'm just Ooh. changing up a bit. I I hate you <laughs> so much. Um, I love you too. Right, so. 
considering we have overshot, let me take control again and get this back in order. Ben, Emma, thank you so much as always for your company. Ben, best of luck on Sunday. You're going to absolutely smash it. I've got no doubt. Uh, Emma, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you and leading the old Fartlek family cheer squad. Jack, yep. uh, you're not involved in this part of the conversation at all. But uh, you still love what me. I'm going to um all right uh so uh it will move on now to the main event of the episode as always i'm sure you guys are super excited to listen this one just as i am she's coming to the end of her guinness world record attempt um we're gonna find out but ben what, what are your thoughts have you ever given a go to barefoot running um no, no nobody ever needs to see my feet bare whether that be covered fair. in mud or just natural anyway so yeah, no should never be seen <laughs> No, never be seen. Oh, you, Keep, you, some some people have got a real foot phobia, haven't they? You've just, that. I'm glad. I'm glad you've just brought that up because Emma needs to cut my toenails before Sunday. Actually, thanks, babe. Why She's does good. Emma need to cut oh, your toenails? That's too. That's too close to the marathon as well. They won't be. They might be too sharp and not settled in. No, 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 no. She's good at doing them. She does them every time. So. Oh, maybe race to the king as well. We have a little pamper sesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can put our feet up. The, the, I'm not the doing yours, Jack. Oh, yeah, I'll get there. Right, right. This has gone not the way I expected it to go. Let's get over to the main event of the show. We are going to talk to Vic Owens about barefoot running, about We Run Bright, about uh, the world record attempt that she's currently undertaking. She's an amazing lady. She's super cool. It was a great chat. Shall we get over, guys, and find out more about Vic? Let's do it. Let's do it. Right then, you lot, it's that time again to learn a little bit more about our online running community and, of course, more importantly, the awesome people who make it tick. Now, today we talk ultras, we talk We Run Bright, we talk frozen accumulators, we talk fundraising, but most importantly, we talk to a lady whose running path, which treads all those steps, is trodden barefoot. You may have come across the exploits of a happy runner, and today we get to know Vic Owens. Vic, how are we doing? I'm all right. Thank you very much. Good, good. How's your day going? Hectic, hectic, I believe. Hectic, hectic, and I'm actually, I'm in North Wales, and we're in the middle of a massive storm, so country life, North Wales, storm, yeah, it's been an interesting week. Somewhat, has it impacted your running at all? I suppose it must oh, be yeah. hard to get out, particularly with no shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, long runs haven't been safe, and I do all trail running pretty much, okay. um, so yeah, I've had to stay away from them. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been a low mileage week, let's just put it like that. <laughs> yeah, we feel as well. I've not even got the excuse of country living, I'm just lazy. It's been raining a little bit and I've thought, nah, you know what, I'll just I'll leave it. Part run on Saturday, I'll be fine. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I know I mentioned it before we started recording, but I know you're a busy lady. Uh, really, really happy to, to get a little bit of time in with you. And I know people listening who follow you, or even if they don't, will want to know a little bit more about you, your story, where you're from. And I'm super excited to get to it all. Um, we start these chats always in the same place. Can you just start by telling me and people listening a little bit about how you first got into running, what your background is from that perspective? Yeah, so I kind of, my dad was a runner. So I grew up, um, had time stories about his running journeys. Um, never really was an active child. Um, but in 2016, I decided I was, I was going to run. Um, I had like a bit of a health scare and it just sort of shook me up and I thought, do you know what? I've always wanted to do a bit of running. I'm going to start now. Um, and I did. I trained for a half marathon and then the marathon. And that was kind of the beginning of everything for me. 
Yeah. And, uh, and how, how did you find that first experience of starting from, from you said, like you said yourself, a, a, maybe a bit of a non-active uh, youth. Um, uh, how did you find throwing yourself straight into, I guess, was it the half you did first, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was absolutely 100% horrific. I hated it. Um, <laughs> so my first year of running was um, what I kind of remember as forced running. That's what I like to call it. I was on a training plan. I was running to complete a half marathon. There was, I was not running because I liked it or enjoyed it. Um, I was running because I wanted to do a half marathon. And then when I'd done the half marathon, I was like, right, I'm going to do a marathon. Um, I did chose a road marathon. Um, it was the most horrific four hours of my life. Like I'd given birth to two kids and I'd rather do that <laughs> than run that marathon that I ran. It was horrible. I remember like crossing the finish line, projectile vomited everywhere. Nice. And I just thought, this is not the moment of glory that I thought it was going to be. <laughs> the bedtime <laughs> stories didn't tell me about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, after that, I, I was like, I'm not running again. I hate running. Absolutely just not, not doing it. And, and what do you think that was? Do you think it was just the going from a standing start to quite ambitious sort of um, goals of getting straight into those longer distance runs? Was it to do with, the, how, how did your training look initially? You said force running. Was it kind of doing what, almost what was expected rather than what felt comfortable? Yeah, it was exactly doing what was expected. I was training to what Google had told me was my average pace that I should be doing. I was trying to reach the average marathon finish time for a female my age. Um, and I had very high expectations that if I didn't met them, then I, was, I felt like I'd failed. Um, so like through the whole marathon, I was literally just pushing, 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 like to the point of crossing and being sick everywhere because I thought that's what I needed to do. Um, and then after the marathon, I joined a running club. My first year of running, um, I was saying, I said to, to Wynne, who, who was uh, in my club, I said, oh, Wynne, I'm never going to run again. Hate it. No, it's disgusting. Vile. Hated every second of it. Medal was rubbish as well. Wasn't even worth it. <laughs> um, he was like, oh, you want to come and run on the hills? I was like, mate, if I cannot run on the road, how am I meant to run in the hills? And he's like, oh, it's a whole different ball game. And somehow convinced me to sign up for a trail marathon. This was only like a month later. Mm -hmm. And I went out on this trail marathon. It took me double the time of the road marathon, but I loved every single minute. And I crossed the line and I was like, oh, I actually want to do a bit more running. And he was like, right, have you ever heard of ultras? And that was it. It went from there. And, um, and, 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 and I, you alluded to it just then, of course, in terms of it takes longer and we, we all know the between the expectations of trail running versus road running. But what were some of the things that you experienced on that day that made you think, yeah, this is for me, as opposed to having the splits written on the back of your hand and, 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 and all that jazz that we, that we encounter as road runners? Um, so, yeah, so um, I talked to people on the trail marathon like I wasn't even able to breathe on, on the road marathon and everyone's kind of a little bit more competitive when it comes to road marathons but like I noticed on this trail marathon like people were talking to me I was like whoa there's a stranger talking to me is that normal and um, it's completely different atmosphere and um, one guy gave me a packet of crisps and it, it was just amazing like I met people I learned things about people and they were complete strangers and they were willing to tell me their stories um, I've still got friends from that, that first trail marathon that I did. Um, it, it's just completely different. It wasn't a race. It was an adventure. It was a journey. It was kind of like a spa day, um, but just going up hills. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, and like, more taxing. <laughs> <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> 
but it was just it just felt amazing it was just amazing and yeah I just absolutely loved it it's, that that medal that we got it was actually amazing medal it, it's a bottle beer opener that's what the medal is <laughs> and mm -hmm. I've cherished that medal like for till now because it was just like the changing of my running journey that made running enjoyable it was just amazing yeah brilliant I mean there is there is a real I guess ethos that you can actually when you're running up in the trails whether it's an ultra whatever the distance you you really can just it sounds cheesy but you can sort of stop and smell the roses can't you you can look around you can see what's around you and it tends to be that the scenery is a lot nicer than it is running through the streets of flipping Manchester or somewhere isn't it <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, who would have guessed, eh? Yeah. Um, so how? So I'm guessing at this point, then you you mentioned it just then as as a nice little segue before I took us off on my Manchester tangent. Um, you you mentioned that the, the next step was was talking about ultras and so what happens next? How how does the running journey evolve then? I'm guessing we start signing up for some longer distances. Yeah. So I decided I was going to sign up for my first ultra. I signed up with a friend, um, the same friend that I did the marathon with, which was really helpful. Um, and yeah, we decided to sign up to six, 69 miles, Hadrian's Wall rat race. Um, and that was, that was a really nice first ultra because it was kind of like, um, a party at every checkpoint. Um, they like give us beer and like, I think it was hot dogs and burgers. And like at the halfway point, you could get like, um, a massage if you wanted to. It was like, it was all going on. Um, it was amazing. Like the, the day stretched, I really, really enjoyed. And then. I realised that we were about to run into the night, which was a bit of a shock. I hadn't really done much training for the night because I hadn't actually figured that bit out, that when you're running 69 miles, you're going to hit dark. Um, but yeah, so it was completely, completely different, completely unprepared for it. Um, but I did cross the line wanting to run more. Um, so after 69 miles, I decided to sign up for a 186-mile ultra. Um, and I did that at the end of that year. <laughs> Wow, incredible. I mean, th these aren't small distances that you're stepping up. You're stepping up from a marathon to a 69 miler to then just almost tripling the distance. Uh, mm -hmm. That's That's got to be a different beast. So wh where was the 186 miler then? So that was the office dike path. And despite them saying 168 miles, I've done it twice and I've popped 200 miles each time. Wow. I, I guess you do over that distance. I mean, when you're even if you're running a, a 30, 40 mile ultra, you're always going to um orienteer yourself a little bit differently i guess over the longer i guess you don't think about it but over the longer distances it really is going to tell isn't it what was your preparation like for that then so um i'm quite fortunate because the office dive is right on my doorstep well one section is so the prostatin section i actually lived in prostatin at the time so that section was right on my doorstep so i'd go out and train constantly and i did lots of night runs i did lots of day runs i did lots of recce's um, and yeah, I trained like with my full backpack on, with my kit on, I trained in like my waterproof, um, I learned to eat and run, which was something that I wasn't very good at. Um, and I did lots of like stop start training. So like often when I first started running, I'd run constantly and I'd run until I couldn't run anymore. And then I'd walk the rest, but during ultras, you have to learn to start running again, or you're never going to get to the finish line. Um, so I did lots of training for that, like running, then I'll walk, then I'll run again and just teaching my body that running happens after walking still. Um, and just lots of things like that, out in the rain, um, 
going out after working all day. I just tried to do everything. Um, and I got to the, the beginning of, of the Epistite race feeling 100% prepared. <laughs> what I hadn't done is I hadn't run a whole night after running a whole day. And then I hadn't run another whole day after that. And then another night. Um, so I wasn't prepared for that. There are some things you just can't prepare for. You just kind of have to throw yourself into the deep end. Um, so yeah, it, it was immense. Also, this was what I would class as my first real ultra. So the first ultra I did that was 69 miles was very commercial. It was a party at every checkpoint. Um, the real ultras that like, you know, when you're going further and you're rural, they're not like that. It's you're lucky if you get a pot noodle at a checkpoint, you know, that's like a luxury. Um, so it was a whole different ball game. Um, it was, it was a reality shaker for sure. Yep. But it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. I can imagine that it was, uh, it was certainly a, a life affirming um, uh, event. Uh, talk me through sort of how, how, and I imagine it went, you went through a, 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 an array of emotions throughout the course of running that long distance. How, how, I know you said the event was amazing, but just talk to me in a little bit more detail, if you don't mind, sort of what, tell me about what were the highs, what were the lows. It, it must have been incredible to, uh, to get to the end of it. Yeah, so it was really cool because you start in Chepstow, so I was actually running home. So I was literally running home, and that's a really good thing to be doing when you're tired and you don't want to go any further. Um, but I experienced like hallucinations for the first time, which was really tough for me. Um, so going through that for the first time, when you're tired, all the emotions kick in. Nothing, like you can't really cope with anything anymore. Your body's exhausted. You just can't take on enough food. You're not getting enough sleep. And then the hallucination comes and you, you just haven't got a clue the hallucinations and nothing makes sense anymore. Um, so that's really hard. We also had really bad weather. It was like pouring with rain. People were losing their shoes, like trying to get through a field. It was horrific. Um, I just, yeah, I had no idea how I, how I made it to the end, um, considering how inexperienced I was. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just pure, pure gut and determination for sure. Absolutely incredible. Okay, so here's my follow-up question. You've just run, I said 186 miles, 168 miles. That's more importantly over 200 when you're clocking it properly. Incredible achievement, amazing thing to do. Where'd you go next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so after, after that, I sort of dabbled in some shorter distances um, and progressed on getting a little bit faster, a little bit more, um, doing some technical terrains, um, I was experiencing some issues after sort of like 50k, 40 miles, 50 miles. My feet were blistered. Um, they were bleeding a lot. I, I'd go over on my ankle a lot. I was just generally weak, you know. I, I was doing all the running, but I wasn't doing all those important exercises that are boring. You don't really want to do, mm -hmm. let's be honest, you know. Yep. Well <laughs> <away>. when, you're, <laughs> when you're running really long distances, um, you kind of have to look after yourself and make yourself strong. Um, so I was struggling a lot with that. I, I, I loved the shoes I was wearing. They just weren't working for long distances. And I was on a 100 miler. Chester 100 I think it was and um I I got to the end of that race and I took my shoes off and I remember what the race director took my shoes off for me and I remember like all all the families that were waiting for their family members to come through the line like my shoes came off and they all went 
and I was like oh no <laughs> and um and then I remember Jonathan who was helping with the race just go thick could I take a picture of your feet for our socials so, you know show the real side of ultras and I thought oh god they've got to be bad <laughs> yeah. um and I looked at my feet and they were bad I just thought I'm actually abusing my feet I'm not looking after them this is awful I felt like disgusted with myself that I'd let them be so pained and not not look after them um and I put my shoes in the bin I I was like I'm not not wearing these shoes again I'm not wearing shoes again that was it and I remember my husband was like oh do okay <laughs> just let it be um I'd also met on that run a guy called Mark Mark Luton and he was um a little bit different from other people I kind of I guess I thought he was a bit of a crazy hippie and he had been sort of like talking to me about um, fueling properly and he was sporting a pair of sandals. Um, and he said to me, do you know what? You've thrown your shoes away. I'm going to send you a pair of sandals. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to rent sandals. No, you crazy man. <laughs> um, I went home with no shoes. I just, yeah, so I had nothing to run in. Waiting for my sandals to come through the post. Um, I started running with no shoes on. I started running barefoot, you know. <laughs> and I started doing a bit of research. Uh, the sandals came. I was like, mm, these are okay. They weren't quite right for my style of running. Um, so then I did a bit more research and I came across five brand five fingers and I got them and put them on. Um, and I went from there. I sort of just they I just took to them and like I was wearing very high um cushioned high high shoes and I went straight to nothing um and that is something that I absolutely advise no one to do (laughs) because everyone's different and you could actually hurt yourself doing that you have to transition however um if anyone knows me kind of knows I go from zero to 100 and that I don't have middle ground hence the you know marathon to 200 um and yeah, I just, they just felt right. My body said, these are, these are the shoes you want. And yeah, a couple of months later, I was running a 50 mile race in them and there was no blisters. There was no hot spots. I wasn't rolling over on my ankle. I was running without shoes and it was strengthening my feet. I was like looking into stuff, researching, learning. And that's where the, the bare footing started. Um, and yeah, it just kind of like snowboard from there. It's really interesting. I mean, you've, I think you've kind of answered the question because the next thing I wanted to, to ask was you go from running a certain way with a certain, I mean, just with a shoe in general to not wearing a shoe. Um, and you're not doing this on road. So you're going over all terrains. I, I know that my very limited knowledge of barefooting, you know, you, your feet have got to get used to it. You've got to callous your feet over, get used to the, the process, haven't you? So did you find that you had to pull back and almost start again? But then I think you've kind of answered that because you were running a 50 mile ultra a couple of months later. Was it hard at first? I mean, I know you said that there were positives to it, but were there bits about it that were, were tough in the early days to get your feet into that place where they needed to be? Mm, to be honest, the hardest thing for me when I started barefooting was my mental approach to it. First of all, I didn't want to be the weird person where I lived. Um, I didn't want to be the weird person in a race, you know? Um, and my whole life, I'd worn shoes that I thought were right for me. I'd read that this 
helps me go faster. I'd read like that supports my ankle. Um, from a very young age, I've had really bad knees and I've been in orthopedics for a long time. So to go and run with nothing and to run in zero drop was against everything that I'd been brought up with from a very young age. Um, and within 18 months of running um, barefoot and in barefoot shoes, I went to see, um, I go to a clinic about my knees and they said, oh, you don't need your orthopedics anymore. Um, they must have worked for you. And I was like, I'm not saying anything because I don't want to be yelled at. Um, but it just, it works. It works for me. Um, everything just strengthens differently. So it, 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 it's kind of like when you run barefoot, there is nothing else doing the work. It's just your feet. And when I went out and ran properly barefoot for the first time, the next day I had foot doms and I was shocked. I was like, why have my feet never felt like this before? And it's because my feet have not done the work they've just done. And then you do more and you do more and you get stronger. So it's the same as like your legs and running, you know, they condition, they get stronger. It's the same with your feet. Um, so my feet just, just got stronger. Um, and yeah, it was, it was just like, it, it was such a game changer for me. So how do you then, how does the journey continue from there? I mean, you, you're doing it without shoes on, that's the first thing. <laughs> um, but uh, is, it, is it just more ultras? Are you starting to maybe mix things up a little bit? Any other kind of, I don't know, challenges or achievements that happen on the horizon? Or, or, or is the big thing adjusting to doing it in this completely different style? Yeah, so I started um, I started going to some races and then sort of giving myself goals. So I was, I was quite shy about barefooting. Um, it was bad enough that I was turning up in shoes that looked like gloves and I was getting lots of comments. But I thought, if I take my shoes off, what are people going to say? So what I'd make myself a goal was um, I did some lapped events and I'd be like, right, okay, so the last two laps, I'm going to do barefoot. Um, and that's what I started doing to sort of like give myself confidence and everything. I don't tend to do, um, I don't tend to race barefoot. Mm -hmm. I tend to train barefoot and then race um, events in my Vibram Five Fingers. That tends to work really well for me. Um, barefooting is quite like, um, I don't know, quite a personal thing for me. So when I go out barefooting, like the sensory and the connection to the ground is immense. Like you get feedback that you just do not get when you put shoes on. Um, so the first time that I, I put my barefoot shoes on in comparison to the normal shoes that people class as normal, I was like, wow, it's like being there. But, but because now I run barefoot so much, when I put my barefoot shoes on, I'm like, oh, I've just cut off the world. <laughs> so it's what you're used to and what becomes your normal. Um, so yeah, I tried to do a lot of my training and barefoot weather dependent and also depending what terrain I'm on I don't believe in going barefoot just to be barefoot so I wouldn't go and run um a ridiculous stony pebble road just because I want to be barefoot because to me that's that's not what it's about mm -hmm. so it's about knowing listening to your body and knowing what and when is right for you yeah brilliant and I imagine that you've met some like-minded folks along the way as well yeah so um it was really interesting because and um, I did the Monarchs for the Ultra. So that I did the, an FKT attempt on it. And that's like a 625 mile route. And wow. I sort of put out to people that they could come and support. And it was really amazing. Like the sort of people that were attracted to support me, they were all kind of like loads of people coming in sandals and barefooters. 
And I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And, you, you know, things like that make you realize you're not, you're not the only person out there doing it. Because I think sometimes when you do something so different, you kind of think, am I on my own? Mm. Um, and, and then also this year, um, no, last year, Ben Week started the Barefoot Crew. And that's, that's been like a game changer. Like he's got a community together of people who barefoot every week on a Thursday, um, just worldwide. And that's been amazing being able to connect with so many people who are like-minded. It's, it's really special. Yeah, absolutely. T- talk to me about the Barefoot Crew then. So was that last year that that, that, that started? Yeah, so that, that was last year. So um, I basically um, heard about it because one of the people that was organising it reached out to me and said, hey, do, do you want to come along and do this with us? And basically um, Ben started it and he just kind of put out that, that he was going to go out and barefoot 5K next Thursday who wanted to come with him and he just got this manic response of like loads of people worldwide going oh I, I quite fancy barefooting or I barefoot I'll do it with you um, and just started the Barefoot Crew 5k so that's like um it, we're on Instagram as the Barefoot Crew 5k and we have like every Thursday worldwide everyone kind of goes out and barefoots some people only barefoot on a Thursday some people are barefooters every day some people do one mile some people do more and we've got loads of new people join us which is amazing um and also it's not just about going out and running on a Thursday like during the week we do stuff like um try to highlight you know benefits about barefooting or technical things or just just help people you know like communicate and and feel supported as well because there are some areas where people do feel alone and secluded so it's nice to have that community yeah absolutely and you do have a a, a pretty big presence on social media you're very honest about your journey you, you talk about barefooting as well as other areas of your running journey as well and, and, and of life uh, do you find that you get not just from the existing barefoot community obviously you'll get the interactions there from like-minded people but do you find you get quite a lot of people sliding into dms being like tell me a bit more about this i'm, I'm quite interested and equally i guess it's a tag on questions to that do you get any people being like what are you doing mm, i get i get a lot of different groups of people mm-hmm. <laughs> um... ah okay yeah let's yeah we don't we don't it's not that kind of podcast we don't, we don't have to go into that that's not what i meant i'm sorry <laughs> of unopened messages <laughs> yeah. but yeah I get you get the people who are curious and genuinely want to know like what are you doing why are you doing this um and then you get people that I get quite a lot of abuse as well wow. people that are like you know you're crazy you're going to ruin your feet um which I, I I I totally totally understand because I think the biggest thing about things like barefooting when something is different and out of the normal and people don't know about it they think you're crazy you know my mum thinks I'm crazy because I run ultras she thinks my legs are going to fall off one day so (laughs) it's all about what's your normal isn't it um so yeah but no I do get loads of people and it's great to be able to talk to people and sort of say look come join us at the barefoot crew um and also loads of people who have reached out to me and said I've always wanted to try but I don't want to be the weirdo in my village or I don't want to be you know the crazy person at the race um Mm -hmm. so it's nice to be able to connect to people and and give them support as well it's it's really special yeah it's interesting how people frame things isn't it if you don't understand it you I think you're either more likely to be super curious about it or potentially 
try and push it away vocally. Um, but it is amazing. Uh, I didn't want to, to get through this um, this chat without talking. I noticed on your Instagram page, although I'll, be, I'll hold my hands up, I know very little about it. You are fundraising for Young Lives versus Cancer at the minute. Tell me about that. Tell me what you're doing, why you're doing it, uh, what's in plan. Give me a bit of a rundown so people who might be listening to this thinking, oh, you know what, I'm really, really engaged with this, might know how they can help you out a little bit. Okay, so I mentioned about Ben before, who forefronts our Barefoot crew. So me and Ben are attempting um, a Guinness World Record next month, and we are both going to go out, and um, he's going to attempt the male, and I'm going to attempt the female world record for the most continuous barefoot half marathons um, in a month. So we're aiming to go out and run a barefoot half marathon every day um, for the whole month. And we are fundraising for Young Lives versus Cancer, um, a well, well-worthy cause and something I think very close to both our hearts. Um, so yeah, we're fundraising for them. So if anyone wants to come over um, to our social media pages on Instagram, they'll, they'll see the link there and everything. And follow our journey. We're going to be posting every day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and so should we, when, when's that starting? Sorry. So that starts the first, so we're going yep. to do the whole of March. Wow, okay, okay. A long month as well. Could, yeah. Could have picked one, pick one with 30 days, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, amazing course. And uh, of course, yeah, everything's available on your social media, but also we're going to link it all in the podcast stuff and we'll share, share, share if people do want to check it out. Um, I mean, that's a pretty big challenge to have coming up. So I don't, I don't mean to insult you when I ask this question, but have you got anything else in plan? coming up as well for the uh, for, for the near future i do yes yeah. so um it's all very hush hush and it's not been released yet but let's just say that next month is in training for my big goal of the year okay okay we'll leave it there people are gonna have to keep their eyes <laughs> peeled and their ears pricked to find that i think by the time this goes out uh, a couple of weeks from when we're recording it might well be that uh, there's a little bit more info but yeah you need to squirrel away to your social media um, before we, uh, be, uh, hopefully to find out a bit more about it. Um, we've covered loads. We've been talking for half an hour. I can't believe we've gone, that, gone through uh, as much. Uh, what haven't we talked about? Um, uh, so people can find you, Happy Runner NW, North yeah, Wales. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was trying to figure that out at the start. There we go. That's the one. Um, any, anyone else you wanted to sort of shout out and mention? Anything we've not covered in a potted 30-minute history of Vic Owen? Um, well, <laughs> um, if, if you don't already know, um, I started like my running, my own running brand last year. Of course. So, let's, let's talk about We Run Bright. That yeah. <laughs> middle of me not to talk about it. Tell me all about setting that up, the process. Uh, yeah. Talk to me about that. Um, so basically, um, if, if people follow me, they know that I love wearing bright, colourful clothes and I'm always in like flancy leggings, which are like the brightest colourful leggings there is and squats. Um, and my best friend Gav, we met, literally met at an ultra and have been best friends since and do lots of adventures together. I, I was whinging to him. I was like, do you know what? I have the best bottoms. I have nothing to match them. And he's like, oh, you think it's tough for you? Try shopping for a guy who wants a colourful running vest. Um, and he just said, do you know what? We should make our own running vests and tops. And I was like, can we do that? And he was like, yeah, of course we can. And we kind of just sat there looking at each other and was like, are you serious, Gavs? Um, and we did. We lit that's literally how it started. We just made a top and we were like, we can do this. And it kind of just went from there. Um, so yeah, so we have um we run bright.co.uk. Um, and it is literally bright, colourful, running um tops and vests and 
for all sizes and shapes as well because we're really passionate that anyone no matter who you are should be able to go out and buy vibrant colorful mood boosting running clothes it fits in so well with the message and, and the ethos that you're all about isn't it as i think you know um stand out from the crowd do you and 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 yeah and look look good doing it so that's that's uh we run bright.co.uk yeah yeah absolutely excellent so we've covered we run bright uh, we've covered how people can get in touch. We've covered your plans for the future, which are all hush hush. I'm disappointed. You can't tell me about them, so I'll have to. I'll have to keep squirreling away for those. Um, uh, we've covered uh, the young lives versus cancer, a very well worthy cause, um, and an amazing attempt that we're going to be following uh, your journey throughout March um, to see how you do. I'm sure you're going to absolutely smash it. Anyone else you wanted to sort of shout out, say hello to, mention before I let you get back to your busy, busy evening. Um, I guess I'd like to shout out to Kate, who actually um, is our link, isn't it? Um, yes, so I, Kate doesn't live all that far from me. Yeah. And she does, she does the barefoot crew as well. Sometimes we meet up and go barefoot running. Yeah. Um, I love Kate. I, I absolutely love Kate. So hi, Kate. She's one of our absolute favourites as well. So yeah, uh, yeah, we saw uh, Kate at uh, Pendle Way recently uh, before it was. Yes. Went absolutely awfully wrong for everybody <laughs> but the less yeah, about the better it's massively horrific wasn't it it was it was i thought she wasn't running it i was just sat at the checkpoints laughing um oh. but yeah it was it was hard bless them um uh yeah oh big shout out to kate uh anyone else before i let you go amazing we've covered everything i told you i wouldn't ask any challenging questions who would have thought it would be the last one um thank you so much for your time best of luck with everything moving forward um we'll follow your journey uh with keen interest and, uh, and if anyone wants to find out more about barefoot and i presume they could just drop you a message absolutely and visit us at the barefoot crew 5k as well we're a community of people who are really approachable and really very friendly <laughs> amazing and we'll link that in the bios as well in case anybody's curious thank you so much for your time thank you for having me hello lads and ladies smj here and it's question time with me and another guy so why don't you come on have a sit on my knee, grab an animal, and let's stroke it together. You ask, I'll answer. One time only. For the whole series. Wink emoji face. Rob, what, what are you doing here today? This is Weirdness, weirdness, vegan, Sammy, yeah. Sam yeah, vegan. Yeah. Why, why, are you here, why are you here anyway? You, I thought you were recovering from Butlin's weekend. Uh, uh, weirdness, weirdness, vegan. Stop saying, Rob, stop saying this. Stop, stop mentioning that's not you. It's me, it's me. I got oh. you, lad. <laughs> you did that with the Matt, with Matt a couple of weeks ago. You've got to sort yourself out, mate. It's a great mask, isn't it, lad? Try and it's... pull it off, try and pull it off. No, 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 it's not a great mask, Sam and John. You've been doing some silly ones recently. You need to sort yourself out. Oh, I love it. Oh, I couldn't wait. Oh, I was, oh I was so excited to show you this. But wait. Oh, have you got that wig on? And what's that belt about, then, lad? We won't, we won't go to that. I went, I, I went to the arcade at the weekend, and and I won, uh, I won a wig, and then I had to pick another prize, and the only prize I had was this belt. So I've got them both. Um, I think I've rocked the wig, to be fair. I'll be know. honest, lad. It suits you. We look good together. Mm. Do it. Yeah, I think we do look good together. We make a great couple as well, to be fair. See what? Let's pose. Let's take a picture yeah. now. Yeah. A little snap. There you go. Jeez. 
Brilliant, brilliant. Anyway, uh, do you want to t- tell the boys and girls where we are today? Uh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. We're, uh, we've repressed record, haven't we? My arm just moved in the chair I'm sat in, apparently. Um, caught me off guard. So, where are we, lads? I have brought my man to a car boot sale mm-hmm. in, um, where are we? Liverpool. Mm. Near, near, what, what, what's that near, SMJ? Liverpool, the car boot sale. No, yeah, but what, yeah, but what's Liverpool near? I do not know. Weirdness. Weirdness, weirdness, vegan Sammy. <laughs> yes, yes, it's near weirdness. And it's near Sammy and it's probably near some vegan stuff as well. Good, but um, good. I, I like I like car boot sales, Sam Andrew, and you always find a good find. I, I found like previously I found like a bike to buy. My first bike was from a car boot sale. So I'm intrigued to sort of go around the stores and have a little look around, see what we can nab. I don't understand how you bought a bike. This car boot sale... It's just a sale of uh, car boots, boots from a car. What, like sh- like shoes that people have left in the car or? No, the boot, the boot. Just that's all you can buy is the boot. Oh, oh the lives. trunk. Yeah. The trunk. I see. If you're American, the trunk. But um, why are we here just to buy boots, Sam Andrew? Because you don't drive and I don't need a new boot. No, I always find some interesting characters around here, if I'm honest. And uh, over there on the main stage behind us, can you see over there, lad? Yeah, yeah, the big one, the big stage. They actually do uh, an auction of animals. Okay. Yeah, within the car boots. So, uh, so, so animals that have been found in car boots or what? No, just animals. Any just animal that. you like. Yeah. Okay. So, so you can buy something other than car boots, which is good. Yeah. You get a program. That lady over there, she'll get yeah, a program. I'll, I'll, I'll grab one. On. Yeah, I can grab one in a bit, Sam and John. Will, will that just tell us what's coming up and stuff? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. And have you recovered from our trip last weekend as well? Bloody hell. Have I recovered? Yeah. I don't know. I've still got that family living with me at the minute. Uh, that was a long story. Yeah, we won't go into that, Sam and John. Oh, God, no. no. That's, that's maybe for another episode. Yes, yes, my lad. But what's that what do you smell come come down to the ground lad yeah I'm down can you smell that <laughs> yeah something reminds me of something what, what is, is that smell I don't know so much, but <laughs> it's affecting me I'm getting a little bit choked up a little bit emotional it's affecting me. I can't get it. It's all right, lad. I'll keep an eye. Yeah. <laughs> you might hear that randomly throughout, but there's a smell. Anyway, let's come back to it. Sorry about that, yeah. lad. Let's we'll get up. For- Let me help you up. Come here, lad. Yeah, we we'll just forget about that. Yeah, oh, we we'll just yeah. we're past it. But we, we might we it might pop into our head what that smell was later on or something. Yeah, hopefully, lad. Just try and put it. To, yeah, try and put it to the back of mind. Don't let it affect you. Do a big sniff. Let me hear you sniff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, ready? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You're, <laughs> you're pulling a funny face and I can't take any more, okay? Right, you ready? Yeah. That's very good sniffing, my lad. Wow. Good. I can't, I can't smell that. I think that smell's gone away for a moment though, so I can't, I can't pick it up anymore. Look, it's flown away. Yeah, there's maybe just 
Right, come on, let's hold on. People aren't listening anymore. So, uh, we've got some questions. Let me get them out of my back pocket. Yeah. Right, here you go. I'll give you some. Uh, cool. Shall I go first? Yeah, you go first, Sam and John. It's your day out. Right. Uh, it, it certainly is. Um, and if you want any pretzels or candy floss, you just let me know. Okay? Mm-hmm. Right, we'll so, do. at Gary underscore Ludwin, uh, what's better, orange running shoes or yellow? Great question, you cheeky fella. Um, you want to go first, my lad? Yeah, I'll go first. I, I should imagine he's talking about the, the colour orange and not the fruit orange or the scent orange. I've always had to make a weird a weird running shoe. Yeah, you're right. Are you picking up that, that scent against that man, John? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Carry on. Yeah, get your beak out of it, mate. We're uh, we're carrying on with Gary's question. Um, and he said, so yeah, he said, what's better, orange running shoes or yellow running shoes? Uh, Gary, I would personally say orange. I've got quite a few yellow running shoes and they get a lot dirtier than the orange ones. So stick with orange if you've got them. If you've got yellow, get rid of them and buy some orange ones. What about you, Sam Andrew? I'm sure you've got some weird and wacky answer. Wacky. I like to uh, give a different opinion there, my lad. I would always pick yellow. Uh, Reason being, our bees are attracted to them. They will gather and follow you and they communicate to each other, but you must be wearing a matching bandana. That's very important. Oh, okay. Mm. What, what what happens if you don't like bee stings? They won't sting you. They will enjoy the trainers and just run at level of the shoes with you. Okay. But then what happens when you have to take the shoes off? They'll fly away. They've enjoyed the uh, the bee bus and the communication ride. That's quite sad, actually. Sometimes just those those animals, those bees that will be following you, you'll get quite attached to them, and some all of a sudden they just fly away somewhere. Well, if you are a regular runner, they'll come back. Do not worry, my lad. It's not a sad story. No, I just thought it was a little bit sad. Anyway, we, we go away from the sad bit, so I get a little bit emotional. Um, so our second question is from Running Birdie 2022, and she says. Not sure if these have been asked before. Honestly, chucking all your questions. Me and Stan Mandron are being paid per question by Rob and Matt. So chuck them all in. And she says, what's your favourite race slash distance to run? Or if you could run with any celebrity, someone who runs, who would it be? It's a double question here. So we'll be have to trust Rob and Matt double. Um, my favourite race slash distance to run. Favourite race so far was the Berlin Marathon. And I'll probably say favourite distance is probably the marathon distance. Um, I think any marathon I've done is always highly supported. Um, and I like the different type of pain it brings you rather than rather than the pain that 10k and 5k brings you where you feel like your lungs are about to die. A marathon make, feels like your legs are about to die. What about you, Sam and John, before we go into the second part of the question? Oh, we're doing it two way. Mm. Um, OK, doubling up. So, uh Gosh, favourite race. I haven't got a favourite race, my gal. Um, if you want to put one up, I'll come and run it. That could be my favourite wink emoji. Um, or the race to Emma's heart. Actually, I have answered that before, mm. but Ben won. Um, Only just one, though, Satman John. Only just. Oh, I think she's still interested. There mm. might not be a winner yet, that gal. Yeah. Uh, favourite distance, uh, anything, 50 mile plus, keep me... Uh, I feel it warms me up nicely. Mm. You're not bothered for anything lower than 50, are you, Stamman, John? No. You're, more of a, you're, you're all there for the stamina, very long-lasting. 
Yes. Good lad, good lad. Um, and the second part of the question was, if you could run with any celebrity, someone who runs, who would it be? Mine would, without a shadow of doubt, be without a shadow of a doubt, be Elliot Kipchoge. And I don't think there's much more else to say on that. He's just a massive idol of mine. The fact that he's, I don't, I don't want to say, in 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 terms of running and your career, uh, he's knocking on a bit now. People his age have already retired from running, but every time he just performs there's only been one race where he hasn't performed and that was London Marathon where he said he got water in his ear and it really affected him and to be fair I kind of believe him because of his track record if you will what about you Satman John um well to be honest it's a privilege to run with me so in any situation I'm already the celeb but um if I had to pick someone uh I guess of course it would be uh Noel Edmonds always actually hmm. His hair is mesmerising. If you get behind him on a run, oh. is he a, is he a runner though, Statman John? He is, he is. Turning is me on actually thinking about that. Yeah. Well, well, Statman John, you guys, the next question. I don't want you getting too excited. Oh, what a man! What a man! Um. Oh, right. Quick, throw a bucket of water over me. Come on, come on quick, quick. Oh, that's it. Cheers, lad. Um. <laughs> Right, at Tor Lawrence, uh, we've been asked, should you run with a cold that's not the vid, question mark? Do you know what the and, vid is, uh, Sam John, or do you need me to tell you about the uh, the little acronym there? Yeah, the vid, for any uh, any listeners that don't know, is a video. They used to be old, uh, where you watch a film on a video. Mm-hmm. Before DVDs? Mm-hmm. Are you, are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna say whether she should run Statman John or are you just gonna hang in the balance there? I was just holding for uh, for effect. So um, my love, uh, only ever run with a cold if the uh, International Space Station is uh, over Brazil. If it's not, then do not run with a cold. And I'm pointing a finger there, Jack can see. Oh no, sorry, Statman John. I know it's aimed at me. As well as uh, tolerance, like being a firm, firm uh, response there from you. Well, I've got a little caveat question to have. What happens if you go out and do, say, a, a long run, a 20 mile run, um, because the the International Space Station is above Brazil, but then whilst you're out on your run, it moves away from Brazil and maybe goes over the ocean. What do you do? What do you do then? Do you have to just stop instantly? You will stop instantly. You will know that it's moved. Trust okay. me on that one, lad. So Good we'll question. And how long does it take to go over the whole of Brazil? The whole of Brazil uh, takes a total of 19 hours and approximately 24 minutes, seven right. seconds. So you've got quite a long time, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Probably enough for you to do one of your 200-mile races or something, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and have about 18 hours sleep. Yeah, get you a little bit, get you a little bit warmed up. Mm. I would personally say um, no. I've recently had a cold and I've stopped running a bit. I've done little bits here and there, but um, have tried to stop as much as I can. If you haven't got a big race coming up, then obviously it's easier if you stop. If you have got a race coming up, say a goal race coming up, just try and uh, do something different. If you can got a little exercise bike or just do some strength work at home. I think we said last week it takes 10 days for your fitness to, for you to start losing fitness with no running at all. Um, should just buckle down if you stop running then you're going to recover quicker from the cold than if you carry on running so 
I'd personally say stop running, um, don't stop on the drugs and the good the good drugs, not naughty drugs, and uh, get yourself better. And your legs will be refreshed as well. So by the time you come back to running, you'll feel good as new. That's all, Statman John. Should we? Uh, do you want me to get the the little auction pad out so we so we can head over to that stage and see what's on stage? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yes. Yeah, so the yeah. uh, we've missed the first couple, and the next auction. You know what I mean? Right, mate, mate, it's come back. It, wasn't it? What what are they doing next? They've got is a, a black crow. The paper's been ripped. All it says is. Um, oh, oh God. A C K crow. Jack. Yeah. Jack. They've yeah, got what's Jack. up? What? Jack, they've got Jack. No. Jack what? the crow. Is that it? That's, that's, that's it. We've got to stop it. Hold it together. We're stopping. We're stopping. Guys, stop it. Stop it. Stop, please. Please. Oh, my God. Well, I'll tell you something, Matthew Taylor. Last week, the one otherwise flawless blemish in Lou's uh, performance was that she could not nail a roll call song. Should we see if Jackie Penfold can do it instead? Jack, hit me with the roll call, baby. (laughs) I've got how it goes. I've got how it goes. Shall I start you off? All right, partner. You know what time it is. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. What? Keep roll. Was that it? You did, you started <laughs> off so well. Oh, yeah. I was trying to remember it. It was right, right, but you didn't give any emphasis to, yeah, to the was, end of it. I did All know right, right, partner. You know what time it is. Keep roll calling, baby. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. What? There you go. Yeah. yeah. And as you are our guest on the roll call this week, Jack, why don't you go first and hit us with the first person who smashed it this week in our Fart Like family. How exciting. So we got one from Kersey underscore runs. We've actually got two. And she says the Butlins crew for welcoming welcoming me into the family, making me drink and dance lots. And another one, which is Lee Quickerden for his amazing ultra. Yeah, we won't dwell too much on the old Butlins crew. We've had a lot of, uh, of, of love, mutual love. Uh, circle jerk I think is the actual correct term this episode but I will give a big shout out to Lee who did amazing on his ultra this week uh, Matt yeah uh, we've got our very own JP runs free uh, he's shouting out Sam Slater for smashing her sub 25 part run uh, sub 25 minute part run which I helped pace her to a, <laughs> a bit a bit uh, weirdly I paced her to it yeah because uh, I didn't realise I was pacing her and then I realised I was pacing her I had to catch up and, and help around but yeah she absolutely smashed it can, can, we just, can we just take a moment to loop back around that story again? Because that was hilarious. You yeah. went off in front with, was it with Glenn? You, with, yeah. No, with yeah. Your, yeah, with Glenn and, your, and, and Sam, your Sammy. And, uh, and my Sammy and, and Sam. And so you guys went off in front. And then after about, uh, probably about a kilometre, you decided you wanted to run with the lads. So you sat down on a bench and waited for us to catch up. Yeah. Once we caught up, I reminded you that Sam Slater needed pacing to a sub 25 minute park run, to which you went, <laughs> oh shit, all right, and just legged it off to catch her. But when you yeah. got to catch her, when you caught up with her mm. to commence your pacing duties, what one piece of key um, sort of um, equipment were you missing that would have been quite imperative to pacing somebody, Matt? Uh, a Garmin watch. It was. It was left at home. You didn't have a. 
well, well, any watch. You didn't, you didn't have any, any watch, watch, did no, you? I, I had my Strava going on my phone, but then you couldn't lap it, so I couldn't. When I got reached up to her, I'd obviously been running like probably six minute miles to get up to her, and I couldn't like <laughs> clock it and and reset my pace, and so it was saying I'm running six six forty five for the rest of so, that so, uh, mile. So, so yeah, is, I was zero is, zero. Is the best bit. It's is the best bit. Sam Sam told me this story at the finish line. She said, she said that you legged it up, caught up with her, went, Sam, don't worry, I'm here to pace you. And she went, oh, thanks, Matt. Then there was a moment of uncomfortable silence, and you went, can you look at your watch and tell me what pace you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> the fault was there, Matt. The fault was there. Basically, Sam, Sam paced you to a sub-25. <laughs> I was asking her what she'd been running at and see what she what minute she's banked and stuff, and whether we can yeah. slow down or we've got to keep the pace. Yeah. See, I was I was, yeah. I was thinking about what I was doing, but yeah, but when we clicked over to the last mile, I kind of knew roughly what pace I was running at, and uh, and yes, she smashed it. She, at one point, she says that I think my heart's going to come out of my chest. I said, well, you've banked a lots of time, you've got plenty of time. And she just kicked on and, and pushed through, and she she did amazing. So yeah, well done to <laughs> well done to Sam. <laughs> well done, Zero Sam. help from me. I was going to say, you should be thanking her on this bloody roll call for pacing you. Uh, right, big shout out. Kerry Broughton has shouted this Lynn's runs for being an awesome one-woman cheer squad all through her marathon training. Uh, best of luck with the marathon, Kerry, and uh, well done to you both. Uh, awesome stuff to see. Jack? Yep, good luck, Kerry. And uh, Nadine says, Rob Corns and Claire Manane for smashing the Liverpool half last weekend. Yeah, the well, winners well massive them. are out in force. Rob did amazing and Claire paced him. Um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll back that one up, actually. I'm going to go a little bit off uh, off topic, guys, because uh, Nadine shouted out both of them. But Claire, who was pacing Rob, gave us a bit of a heartfelt um, uh, uh, roll call shout out that she wanted to give. So let me uh, let me jump in on that one now. So uh, Claire said she wants to shout out Rob for absolutely smashing his half PB at Liverpool last weekend. He knocked 16 minutes and 52 seconds off his time, which is incredible. And also he set a 10K PB in the process of running the half. Rob finished strong and he's got no doubt he'll continue to set more PBs this year. Amazing effort and I'm super proud of him. Uh, I second and echo that. Uh, Also, thanks for being my lookout slash shield whilst I had a wild wee before the start. If anyone runs Liverpool in the future, note that they do not have enough poor to lose. Some sound advice and a great shout out for two valued family members. So thank you, Claire. And I'm sure Rob... um, Well, in fact, I'm going to keep going, guys, because Rob actually echoes that uh, thanking Claire for pacing him um, to his to his half marathon and 10k PB. So lots of love for the witness massive. Witness! 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 Sounds weird. I'll, 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 <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, I'll jump in there now. Uh, Joanna Gibson, Paul Griffiths for doing half marathon and 10k last weekend. Awesome running, Paul. Well done, guys. Yeah. And I'll jump in again with Fat Lad from Woodhouse, Paul Locks, for saying Alex for smashing the Sheffield half marathon. I think she snuck yeah. on. Did she sneak under two? She she did. I don't think sneaking is the right word. She absolutely nailed sub two. She did really well. So, big well done to Alex for that. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we where are we up to? I've lost my place. Dirt monkey, Dirt monkey. Nick. Ah, uh, pal, Nick. Uh, another shout out for for Sam. For smashing a part run PB despite Matt's amazing <laughs> methods. It wasn't just me, you thought you're shit, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got the I got the uh, sub 25, so I must have done all right. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, she paced you. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Claire, uh, running mum, 
um, our newsletter um, editor and, and creator. Uh, she's shouted out the, all the Sheffield halfers for absolutely smashing it. So everybody who ran the Sheffield half, well done to everybody there. Well yeah, done, guys. I'd echo that on behalf of Ben as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, big shout out. Uh, ben wanted me to do a shout out um, uh, for everybody who um, who ran Sheffield Half. He, of course, paced it. So he wanted to shout out Jordan, absolute dream team. Moti gets mm. his weekly shout out on the podcast. Uh, they paid Ooh. two hours like absolute champs. Yeah. Wanted to shout out Alex for a sub two. He wanted to shout out Paul Locke for his amazing fundraising, getting the time that he wanted. Um, he wanted to shout out Claire as well for how amazing she did. And basically everyone who did uh, Sheffield Half Marathon. It seems like it was a great day we'd have been there if it wasn't for of course the um uh the, the fact that we were drunk in a field in bogner um <laughs> but uh but yeah you were all amazing it's a great event sheffield half we love it love it love it so well done to all of you and jack i did jump in then because the last one is actually from you and it i think is. it's a lovely one to finish on so why don't you finish us off this week's roll call thank you uh, yeah the last one's from me but i think it's from everyone in the fartlek family and all of us and it's just to our lovely Joe for finishing her last chemo and being the biggest trooper out there. Yeah, second yeah. last round of chemo for our Josephine. Superstar, we love her. There's nothing left to say that we haven't said a million times, but I do feel it's important that we always loop round. She's an absolute warrior and she smashed it. Um, chemo can get in the sea. Cancer can get in the sea. Um, looking forward to having you back, fighting fit, um, seeing more of you and Simon. We've got some some events planned and coming up, running and otherwise as a team, which we're excited for. Um, just love 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 seeing you healthy, safe and well, and on the road to recovery. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, just just keep going, mate. You, you're nearly there. You are the motherfucking storm, man. And that, yeah. boys, is our roll call. Um, Matthew. Have we got yes. some thank yous before we get out of here today? Yes, uh, so we've got thank you to Graham Lindley, as always, for the super awesome theme music. Uh, Vic Owens, great chat today uh, with Rob, awesome stuff. Ben, uh, Emma, Statman John, thanks to Jack, he's kind of took part today. I, to be honest, I've quite enjoyed it, actually, a little bit. It's took the took the flack off me. Uh, thanks for everyone <laughs> behind the scenes <laughs> doing the newsletter and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, yeah, just thank you to everybody for listening. Yep, yep. And a big thank you to all of our um, uh, Butlins crew one more time. Yeah, uh, it's been great yeah. seeing you guys. And I think we're going to organise some more of them in the future. So if getting drunk at a 90s weekend with us sounds like fun, then uh, drop us a message because we'll be probably doing it again next year, I reckon. Um, okay. Now, a little bit of a mix-up. Uh, it's the season finale next week, Matt. It certainly uh, is. Before, before we take a well-deserved rest. And I'm, for, for once, not going to introduce who next week's guest is going to be i'm gonna let you do it and there's a very special reason for that isn't there because it's season finale time it's upside down time stranger mm-hmm. things reference so we're gonna uh, we're gonna do something a little bit different aren't we so why don't you tell everyone what's happening in the season finale yeah so the season finale there's not gonna be an interview with with rob there's gonna be i'm gonna be doing the interview whoop, whoop. I'm, I'm, I know, yes, it's going to be a little this bit different. This is my moment. <laughs> is I don't know perfect. how good I'll be or how much of a, an asset I'll be to the uh, to the interview, but yeah, we're getting on uh, a very own original Fartlek family OG uh, member, Fitness Freckles, is coming on. Ruth Frecklington, I'm trying to chase her down. She's got her, uh, a marathon coming up uh, this weekend over in that there Paris, uh, mm. where you ran before. Um, so I'm trying to catch up with her. It might be a late recording because she's not back 
from Paris until Monday or Tuesday. So it's going to be a late one, uh, but hopefully to get getting that done before the next week's episode is out. And That's I can't wait. It is. I'm, I'm quite. I'm quite looking forward to it actually. Yeah, and quite timely that she's doing the the marathon. I can speak a little bit about that uh, next week. Yeah, I think you're going to absolutely smash it, mate. Uh, you've been Hopefully. waiting patiently in the wings for a go at one of these, haven't you? And I think you're going to do great. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting. <laughs> Get, get in the week off. Shut up. You'll be fine. Hey, it could yeah. be worse. You could be chat. Um, yeah. And it, it, Freck is an awesome, awesome human as well. Yeah. Bless her. Yeah. Uh, we'll t- talk it all about Wiggle Wednesdays, talking all about her mm. Paris journey and everything in between, which will be great. And forgetting Saturday Spoon Karaoke. Saturday Spoon Karaoke. Love it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, before we get out of it, Jack, why don't you tell everybody? where people can find us if they were, want to find out more about the podcast. Ooh, you can go to our website, www.whatthefartlekpodcast.com. Is that correct? No, that's wrong. Nope. No, that's .co.uk? Wrong. That's wrong. Nope. Whatthefartlek.com? There you go. There you go. I knew it was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. I, I tried my best. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, which is, uh-huh. is it whatthefartlek underscore just, podcast just why, oh why my just, god why he's, why he's, why he's doing this isn't he Matt, I forgot Matt, to do the app work people you can find us. us on Instagram Facebook Twitter YouTube uh, TikTok you can email us what the fault like podcast at gmail.com uh, just search what the fault like you'll find us we are the only ones and that's how you do it Jack yeah, I'm, so, I'm so out Learn. of sync from when I used to be on it I've just I've just lost my touch Learn from a pro and probably uh, quite relevant uh, after the weekend that we've had this weekend. Uh, the most important thing um, uh, that we try to promote is our fart like family. That's you, our amazing online running community. Um, we have loved seeing the group grow. A few new people have joined on the back of uh, the recent stuff that we've done. Jack, I can hear you snapping that snake <laughs> bracelet in the background. And if you don't stop, I am going to drive down to Bogner and kick the shit out of you. You can't, you can't. You can't drive though. Jack, sorry. Stop snapping. Stop snapping the bracelet. I just had to let you bully me once more. That's all. (laughs) I love you, Jack. Fartlek family, you guys, you don't have to talk to Jack. Promise. We love growing our community. We love seeing more people get involved. Uh, we love seeing the T-shirts out at the events. The Fartlight family is not for profit. We don't take any money out of this at all. It's a labour of love, but we love seeing you guys coming together. We're designed, we're here to try and combat loneliness, to bring people together and to give everybody an opportunity to make some new pals and enjoy running as much as we do. We've got community challenges throughout the year, meetups, races, uh, different themed things. We've got our Fartlight family weekend coming up in July. That's going to be amazing, specifically because Penfold's not going to be there um we've got alton towers coming up in november it, it we've just got so much fun we're off at manchester this weekend please do give us a hello uh, we're going to be at the eight mile mark and then we're also going to be at the finish line there'll be signs give us a wave if you're there please let us know you're running so that we can keep an eye out for you um we're not for everybody we're knowing everybody's cup of tea and that's absolutely fine. There's plenty of space in the world for us all. But if you do feel like you want to be a part of what we do, if you like uh, the nonsense that we come up with, then we would love you to be a part of what we are. Just send us a message, get in touch, DM us. Instagram's the best place, but you can also get us on the um, on the email address as well or, or however it might be. Get in touch. Uh, we'll tell you a bit more about what's going on. We'll make you feel very, very welcome, I promise. Um, come be a part of our family because... It's just been an amazing roller coaster ride for the last year and a half. Um, Matt, if people want to give you a follow, where can they find you? 
Yeah, I'm at Matty Owls. Uh, and I am at Little Runner Boy Rob. Now, let's see how badly this can go. Jack, where can people find you? Not that people want to, but I'm at Jack Penfold Running. Wow, very good. That was good, wasn't that it? Was, that was good. He can say three words. Well done. Um, and, uh, and that's it. So, as always... Um, may your runs continue to be wonderful be excellent to each other um, be kind unless it's Jack and then just say what you want um, and uh, we love you lots we'll see you next week Matt I'm going to give you the night off for the finish Jack see us out with a caca please caca I, I was going to do the finish and say uh, Jack give me a caca oh, do I have to do it again go on just, just say caca caca I love you, Jack. <laughs>